Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hey guys, and welcome to the 80th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today, I have two very special guests, but before we get into all that fun stuff, we got to do the front of the house shit. So if you guys wouldn't mind dropping me a review, a rating, all that fun stuff, share it with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. That's the only way the show is going to grow, and that's the only way that I'm going to start popping up on charts, and then other people will find the show. It's a chain of events, man, and it's only going to happen with you guys. So anything you guys can do, always appreciated. And while you're at it, man, if you guys are already following me on social media and you guys want to get some updates on the show, uh, I also do that over Telegram. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I'm primarily active on Instagram, but you know the Telegram, I'm starting to make it kind of build up a little bit. But again, it's only going to happen with your guys' help. And with that too, I do multiple shows. I always have to throw it in the beginning. Uh, Open Minds Media is all my stuff, all kind of thrown all into one. You know, I do four shows. I do Increase of Our Reality. I do uh, Bizarre Encounters with Ghosts. And I do Big Dumb Inquiries with Kyle. 
And my newest one, that's the the solar show that's the Patreon exclusive, is uh, Bite Size Bizarreties. But all of that, all under Open Minds Media. So if you want to go and check all that stuff out, I also do have a Patreon for Open Minds Media where you don't just get one show. You get all four shows. So it's more bang for your buck. It's only five bucks a month, man. You get early access to all of those great things. Uh, you also get access to live episodes of Inquiries of Our Reality, which is something I just recently started doing, which is exclusive to just Patreons where you can listen to everything live. It's really fun. You know, you can throw in some questions if you guys want to hear them, all that fun shit. And uh, you can also check out Bite Size Bizarreties, which I said is a Patreon exclusive. So the only place that you're going to find that is on Patreon. But if you go to my main feed, there might be a couple episodes, you know, you got to gotta give them a little taste before you just, before you put it back on Patreon. So, you know, if you guys want to check that out, see what that's all about, you know, go to the feed a little bit earlier, find those episodes. If it's something you like, come check it out over on Patreon, man. And uh, with that too, you know, the only way this show is ever going to continue growing and maybe eventually I can do this as a full-time thing, produce even more crazy content for you guys, maybe even some more shows. If you guys are interested in donating to the show, which I greatly appreciate, because again, like I said, there's a lot that I can do with that. So if you want to do that, uh, you can go and donate over on Kofi, you know, a couple bucks, you know, you know, it's like, it's like donating a coffee to somebody. You could even, uh, donate on Anchor, which is my, my RSS host. Um, then it'll kind of go in with all of my, uh, random stuff on there. So it's kind of quick and easy. But if you want to be a little bit more direct, man, I got Venmo, I got Cash App, I got PayPal. Like I said, anything helps. And the way work is nowadays, man, like this is what I want to be doing. I want to be able to sit here. I want to be able to talk to you guys all day. I want to be able to produce great shows for you guys. And the only way that I'm ever going to be able to do that is if I kind of do this uh, value for value thing, which is kind of the concept I'm going for. I don't want to put stuff behind paywalls. Um, just that one show, just because it's a little little snippet. But the majority of my stuff, I'm not trying to split the episodes in half. I'm not trying to do none of that. I'm trying to give you guys exactly what you guys want. But you know, throw it back to me a little bit because I do put a lot of hard work and effort into this. And uh, with that, too, if you guys want some awesome merch for any of the shows that I do, um, I have a merch store set up. Um, it's going to be under the Open Minds Media merch store. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, that's fully been put together, where it's going to be a place where you can find, again, all of the shirts and merchandise for all of my shows, all in one great place. Um, go and check that out. And also with that, Crypto Theology, man. If you guys haven't heard about Crypto Theology, do yourselves a favor. Go and check out CryptoTheology.com. Joe is the best. He makes these crazy designs where it's all cryptid themed. Um, he has different series where they're all, you know, divided by state. He has some parody type stuff where it's like band logos, comic book covers. Um, they got the bite sized bizarreties, not bite sized bizarreties, bizarre encounters. Maybe eventually we'll get to bite sized bizarreties, but right now, but yeah, bizarre encounters. <laughs> uh, we're doing, we got a collab design with that. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's pretty, pretty toasty to say the least, man. Go and check it out if you haven't already seen it. Definitely worth, uh, at least checking out just to just to see the reference of what it is, man. Like, if there's any classic '90s video game players, man, like do yourself a favor, check it out. You're gonna love it. And everything that I've mentioned, including crypto theology, all available, all under one link. L i n k t r period e e slash increase of our reality podcast. And if you want to be able to direct to everything all together, down at the bottom of that is Open Minds Media. But if you want that one right away, I'll give it to you. It's a uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And there you'll find all of the wonderful things that I do with all of the wonderful people that I have involved in everything. And with that, let's get into the show. Welcome to the show, Sean and Joel from uh, Kill the Mockingbird. How's it going today, guys? It's chilling, man. You know, enjoying this uh, beautiful Midwest uh, tricky weather that does whatever it wants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, you're telling me. I'm sure you're in the same state yeah. as me, dude. It was like 78 a couple days ago, and then it snowed over the weekend. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah I woke up the snow. I, it was supposed to rain, and I I didn't even know, man, that it was snowing. And my girl got up later than me, and she looked outside. She's like, you know, it's snowing out here? I was like, oh. I was telling Sean that too, man. I was like, God, man, here we go. Like, I was hoping I was going to get one of those nice uh, cruise through the winters, maybe hit a couple, <laughs> like, 65-degree, you know, days in the wintertime, like we get sometimes, like, in in, in December. I don't look like it's going to be that, though. It's going to be a rough one. Hey, man, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing with all the weird shit going on with the weather. It seems like there's less and less snow, but I feel like it might kind of be a good thing if maybe there's a little bit more snow this year. Maybe stuff's starting to equal back out a little bit, but. <laughs> we'll see. Like he said, we'll see. Yeah, them dudes got all, them dudes got that a lot, man. That's whatever they're trying to whatever they're trying to push, man. And I, so, I know they're not calling it harp anymore, but they've got plenty. Yeah. They got plenty of facilities out there, man. They're they're moving stuff around with. They just picked a name called geoengineering, so people know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And then they openly talk about it. Oh yeah, I mean they're talking about mainstream now. I mean they're talking about. Uh, uh, Changing the weather to combat the weather, like. Right. <laughs> yeah. The only way we can save everybody from global warming is if we fuck with the weather. Of course, <laughs> that's the logical explanation for this. <laughs> it's wild that people won't even like look into that stuff, man. Like, there's like old, so many like Operation Popeye, or you got um, what's it called? There's videos of JFK and uh, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson talking about we have to control the weather. We got to get onto this before everybody else because it's going to be vital. And then they're like, ah, conspiracy guys, just calm down. Yeah, he said that, but that's what he meant. <laughs> what happens when oh, you got like 30 people controlling the weather and then it's just fucking everything up because you just have like a hot front hitting like a cold front? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of these um, hurricanes are definitely are definitely maneuvered. I mean, what this this last hurricane um, it it coincided with the one right before it, and they said they haven't had one go this deep into the year for like forty years or something, and and then they were exactly the same amount of time apart. It's weird, man. Like it's it's weird. I just I need to talk to somebody that's like. uh, uh, real uh, esoteric uh, with hurricanes, man. To find out what that means. I don't, I don't know what the correlation is on the esoteric front with hurricanes, man. I don't know if anybody's like a hurricaneologist, man. When it comes to that, like, praised by praised by the full moon, man. That knows when the hurricanes are coming. That's who I need to talk to. <laughs> New Age Nostradamus of hurricanes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, before we get too far into like the nitty gritty of the show, um. For anybody that doesn't know who you guys are, why don't you give them a rough idea about who you guys are, how you guys came together, and what you guys are doing now? Well, I'm Sean. Um, I started Kill the Mockingbirds in, uh, like, May 2020. And, uh, yeah, I was just rolling along and then uh, ran into Joel, and uh, we connected through music. Uh, He sent me his music, and then I needed a a co-host. I've been looking for a co-host for the whole time, someone that kind of balanced the show. I'm more of a give-and-take person. I like to have someone that... Gives me good feedback, and plus someone that's not um, rooted into anything. Uh, that's our main thing is we're not really rooted into anything. We talk about all conspiracies, paranormal, news, and we give our perspective, but we don't like to stay in one thing. We're, we're always looking 
away from the crowd, whether it's the truther movement, whether it's the mainstream. We're all, when we see too many people going to something, we know something's up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm with shot on that. That's why, that's how we connected, really. Uh, 2020, I started uh, Van Tesla with Quan Duke. Uh, he and I had done music for a while, and I've done music for years, but uh, Van Tesla was something that felt right. It was a way to express what was going on in the world, um, what's the, what is going on in the undercurrents of the world, talk about family, uh, a lot of things that people shy away from when it comes to music. Um, a lot of a lot of hip-hop guys are, are, are money bitches hoes and, and all this stuff. And, I mean, whatever, man. If you like it, that's cool. I mean, I don't think it's getting your vibration any higher than, you know, what, what where you need to be probably. But, you know, everybody teach their own. But to me, I wanted to put something out there that connected with people I mean, don't get me wrong, I ruffle feathers all the time, and, and Sean and I both do. I mean, we, we tend to go away from the crowd. Uh, we piss a, a lot of people off in the truther community, too, because we're – listen, just because it's it's popping off and everybody in the truther community is, like, raging about something, oh, yeah, this is it, this is it, that don't mean that it's it. That's when I'm starting to question, like, hey, maybe something's not right about this because if everybody's jumping on it, I feel like a bunch of lemmings are running one way, man. I'm not trying to run that way. I'm trying to step back, take a look at things, and and, and go from there. Like, generally speaking, Sean and I, if we do a, an episode on something current, it's probably about two weeks after the events happen because we want to sit back, gather information, go go through, you know, all the rigor, rigmarole of – Figuring out what we think, and even then, it's subject to change. Sean and I don't ever say, like, this is it. We're just going to give theories. We're going to talk about other people's theories. I'm going to tell you what I think it is. It's subject to change, though, man. These are theories. These aren't These aren't uh, facts. I, I think people get so deep-rooted in things. Sean said it best, deep-rooted, whether it's Flat Earth or whether it's Hollow Earth or, or whether it's you know, some sort of political agenda. People get so deep rooted in it. Once you're rooted in it, you're done. You're cooked because once that fails, you got nothing. Like we're never going to fail because we're always looking for the answer. So at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, it, it's, yeah, I could be wrong. And I'm, I'm very open to being wrong. Matter of fact, if I'm wrong, it means I learned something. Uh, one of our favorite things to say, I've been saying for a while now is, uh, we're here to keep your butt cheeks tight, yeah. man. They're going to get tightened up a couple times a week with us, man. Like we're not here to like make you, make you feel good necessarily. Like we're here to build like family and togetherness and, and, and a family culture because we think there's too much negative energy, even coming from the truther community, uh, where everything's doom and gloom. Let's pop the black pill and let's all die. Like it, that ain't it either, man. That's not the answer either. I, I think that what we want to do is build. Um, togetherness, look for solutions. That's something that this community doesn't do a lot of is solutions. You know, we just had uh, Billy and William, who uh, are big uh, uh, permaculture guys. They've been doing it for years, man. They they know all about farming. They, they can teach you how to slaughter a hog. Like all of these things, we get involved. We're trying to connect with people that can give other people solutions, not just us rage against the machine essentially like we need you know more of that and really that's that's how i started with the music thing connected with sean because you know i always joke about it. he looks like he, he likes hip-hop and come find out he, he does hip-hop himself um we connected that way we did a few shows just me kind of guest you know on his show and we really connected that way and then i got really deep involved with uh 
with Tony Merkel from the confessionals. Uh, same thing. I had a producer send some music to him. Tony loved it. I flew out to Philly. I was on the show. This is when he lived in Philly. I was on the show, uh, did a couple shows with him there. And then, you know, he hit me up just on a whim. He's like, look, I'm about to go on this trip, hunt down dog, man. Do you want to be part of the team? I'm like, yeah, like for sure. <laughs> like I'm all about hunting cryptids. So like I'm down. So, you know, I hooked up with him. It's gone great. Uh, Expedition Dogman is on Amazon Prime now for anyone to purchase or rent. So, uh, and then the new Skinwalker film um, where we went hunting down Skinwalkers out in Utah, uh, it's almost completed. So it's it's about to, you know, hit the uh, hit everywhere soon too. So we have a big VIP party for that and everything. It's going to be nuts. So, yeah, we're doing everything, podcasts, music, documentaries, I got some other special stuff going on in the in the wings too. It's going to be a little different. So we got our hands in everything, and you know we're just trying to put truth out in a way that's palatable for the average lurker. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't understand that when you get in the conspiracy world, it's a lot of division there too because everybody thinks they know everything. And then if you put something out there, people are like. Oh, man, we've been knowing about that for 20 years, man. Why are you talking about that, bro? You know, there's like, you know, millions of people that don't know what that is. Like, there's a reason why we make things entertaining and we make things easy listening, easy going, because that's who you're trying. Man, I'm not here to wake up a, a, a conspiracy theorist, man. Like, that's the last thing I'm trying to do. Like, what I'm trying to do is plant seeds to people that don't really know what's going on in the world. And hopefully they grow a little bit and they come back and ask some questions. I'm not here to, like, shake them to wake up yeah. either, man. I think you got to have a, a method to it. And I just think a lot of people go about it the wrong way, man, especially when it comes to uh, people that aren't that awake. It's not their fault, man. They've just been propagandized. It's it is what it is. Like you can't look at them and be, oh, I can't stand that person with that mask or whatever. Like, I mean, they're probably a really good person, man. They just don't know. Like they don't know any better. You know what I mean? Truth, man. And you guys are killing it on all fronts, straight up. But before I get into like all that kind of fun stuff, because I definitely got a million questions running off of that. <laughs> what are some of the big ones that uh, you guys felt that you've gone against the grain for, like versus other conspiracy podcasters? Man, that's uh, almost everything. But I guess like uh, uh <laughs> said almost everything. Yeah, like pretty much like every topic. I mean, I wouldn't say against everybody because I mean, there's still people that like align with a lot of what I said. But like, I, I kind of always try to look at everything logically, um, and try to put logic into it. Even though like I do know conspiracies, conspiracies are a real thing. But I just know that sometimes it's the simplest answer. Like. Uh, I will go through and entertain all the ideas, but I think sometimes we get too wild into it. Like I, that doesn't mean that there's not things going on, but I try to break it down. But I would say probably like a little bit of like the Kanye stuff. I know a lot of the conspiracy world um, is kind of split with what's going on with Kanye. Uh, everybody thinks that he's uh, now he's a good guy, he, w which my ideas are changing a lot with coming out. But it still kind of seems to me that it's just another play of uh, giving us a hero that they're going to build up and. Uh, eventually use that hero to take us down so I, I would say pretty much any hot topic that's out there we're usually going a totally different angle than anybody else yeah for sure i mean i guess for me was um the whole amnesty thing with uh with the mass and all that i kind of pissed a lot of people off with the reel that i put out recently and you know at the end of the day you know and i'll say it again you know 
I'll give people forgiveness. I'll give pe people amnesty. Like we're we're pissed. We're getting mad at the wrong people. Stop getting wrong mad at your neighbor who was propagandized. That's not who we should be getting mad at. That's what they want. They want us to get pissed off at each other. We should be getting mad at the people that started it, the elites, the the people behind the veil. We should be getting mad at the government for enforcing this stuff. Like that's who we should be getting mad at, not your neighbor, your your person that was pointing fingers at you during this time. Like I get it. It sucked. And those people were you pissed me off, too. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to sit there and do exactly what they expect me to do right now. Now that all this information is coming out and then the quote unquote conspiracy theorists were right. Oh, my God, man, they're gloating around, strutting around, got their cock and ball yeah. swinging and acting like they're going to tell everybody off. We're not going to give anybody forgiveness. We're not going to do this. Like, come on, man. Like this. You're doing exactly what they said you were. You are becoming what they say you are you're, you're you're the you're the hillbilly redneck that they thought that you were and and it's sad though we should be bigger than that man like we're supposed to be teaching love we're supposed to be teaching togetherness and speaking truth in how we do it how else are we going to wake people up if we're acting just like them man it doesn't work that way truth man they're trying to divide everybody so that they can create power mm. within that division that's the intention of the whole thing and in the process now the conspiracy theorists are coming to actually be right now they're trying to make it look like conspiracy theorists or domestic terrorists. And that's like mm. a whole buildup. I'm sure you guys sure. have seen that all over the place, how often those two terms get thrown together. Yeah, they're definitely that. I've talked about that quite a bit. And to Joel's point, I, uh, since I've done this whole journey, I've tried, I've been on plenty of podcasts and I have plenty of friends that uh, do think that way as well, that they're like, oh man, I can't believe this sheep's wearing a mask. And I'm like, man, that's uh, the, you're, you're letting them dehumanize us. So what I usually tell people is I was like, man, through the whole pandemic, I was holding doors open for people, what I would do normally, uh, conversating with people, whether they had masks, gloves, everything. And I got a lot of people to actually, I remember specifically one time there was a UPS driver that came and he had like double mask on and I was helping him unload stuff at work. And then he was just like, hey, man, you know, I. I got the vax, but I still feel it. And I go, hey, man, if you feel comfortable wearing the mask, it ain't got nothing to do with me, right? I'm conversating him through the conversation. He ends up taking the mask off. Like, that's what I think that's how you really affect change is because they're trying to get us to dehumanize each side. They want us to be like, you know what? This guy's a bad guy. He's your enemy. My neighbor's not my enemy, man. My enemy is uh, the state <laughs> and a bunch of other families who have been running the world for a long time. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, kind of bouncing back into a little bit of what you were saying earlier, uh, I don't know if both of you guys worked on it, but the whole uh, Skinwalker documentary you've been working on, I know that you said it's not out yet, so I'm sure you can't give away too, too much, but like, what's what's some of the basics that you could give away on that? I can tell you the premise. Uh, we did something a little different with this film than most of the people do when they're doing Skinwalker films. They A lot of them go come from the scientific angle. If you watch any of the Skinwalker shows that are, you know, on your typical discovery, whatever, um, they're going to go from a scientific angle. They're going to take the supernatural out of it. Or they may go the UPA or, 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 sorry, UAP or the UFO route, but it's, it's never going to be a, what it was always intended to be. Like the skinwalker lore started with the native Americans. That's where it started hundreds of years ago. And that's where we started with this. This whole film's built around native American culture we interviewed tons of Native Americans for this. They were super thankful and grateful that we did because nobody does that. They always come there and they use them as like cheap props and stuff like that. And we wanted to do something that was a little more uh, personal and connect and, and, and had that connectivity 
with the paranormal. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of science involved with this. There's a lot of weird stuff. We got a lot of stuff on camera too. So people are going to see some really interesting stuff and we may or may not have had a run in with the government. <laughs> so there's that too. So we got a lot, we got a lot that went down on this trip. Um, I can't give really anything away outside of the fact that it's built around the native American lore. Now I will say what was really cool. We had a guy come out there and do energy readings on the property. Uh, he's actually a professor at one of the colleges. Uh, he, He's mixed in with science and stuff like that. But when I got to talking to him, he's actually a Nephilim expert and he's written books on Nephilim, but he has to write in fiction because his school will not allow him to write any nonfiction on the subject. It's some sort of uh, disclosure that he had to sign um, to be able to do this. But he told us about a valley close by there called the Valley of the Three Kings. And we actually went there on our way out. It's about 30 minutes away. And we went there, and there are petroglyphs of six-fingered giants all over these canyon walls, which is really interesting, really cool. Uh, just to see that, just see stuff that's been up for a thousand years, and see these giants next to these like little people, which were humans, and and it was really cool. Like it, seeing stuff like that is so uh, you know mind blowing to see that this stuff's been talked about, you know, in so many different cultures for the longest time. Now, uh, the other research that you've been into, and I know you've had a lot of funky stuff happen on a lot of podcasts when you get into it. Uh, does that start to tie into some of the Skinwalker stuff that you've been researching? Not really. This was completely separate. So I just kind of, man, I don't even know. I just kind of stumbled on all this just through my research, and it just kind of happened. I had this kind of working theory um, over a lot of different books I've been reading and different authors, but it kind of just started coming together. I realized that there weren't people threading some of these pieces together. They had them separate. And I started kind of bringing it, bringing it together. It all started on Eric's podcast, Uncomfortable, and that's when all the weird stuff started happening. Bled on over to Crippers of the Corn. Uh, Sean and I went to Tennessee and we're in studio with Tony Merkel. Weird stuff happened there. And then when we did the big uh, four-hour podcast, um, weird stuff happened the night before. So it's just weird. And it's not like a you know estimated science. It doesn't mean like if I'm talking to you here, nothing may happen at all. It's just what happened these particular times. And it was just odd because it would, it would happen around certain subjects being brought up. Um, you know, this, this last time, it's crazy because Sean and I were supposed to have L.A. Marzulli on. And we were about to have a conversation with him. And literally two minutes before I get on with him, I'm talking to Justin from Crips of the Corn because um, we got an Airbnb together. All of us did. And I'm talking to him and I mentioned what I'm going to talk to L.A. Marzulli about as soon as that happened. And all of the power gets shut down only in four houses in the neighborhood. And they were out for like an hour and a half. So we couldn't even have our uh, podcast with L.A. Marzulli. Matter of fact, Sean couldn't even talk to L.A. because L.A. couldn't even hear him. So it's just weird stuff like that. I mean, it's definitely tied together. Um, you know, I don't know what it is. I can't sit here and tell you what it is. Uh, we don't think it's the yeah. government. I don't I don't think that at all. I think, if anything, it's going to be something supernatural on that scale. And there's different theories about what we think that could be, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, Sean and I have had weird things happen just with he and I on the podcast before when we're talking about certain things with people. So it's it's definitely... Something is interested in what I'm talking about. 
Um, so and more recent yeah. with what uh, that Christian, is, you know, Christian, the director of the uh, of the film, that's right, uh, yeah, uh, the Skinwalker yeah. film. We were talking just not even getting into too much detail. We were just talking about what happened in Tennessee, and we started going through that, and then like it, it didn't record. It kept bumping him off Riverside. We never really had a problem with Riverside besides the LA Marzuli. And then it kept throwing him off. And then like, I'm still like, luckily I record off the roadcaster and off Riverside. So like I have the backup audio, so I'm just going through the audio, but like it only recorded 37% of uh, what we did on uh, Riverside FM for some reason. And he was on the whole time. Cause even after the episode was over, we talked for a good 30 minutes. So uh, yeah, it's definitely not the government in my opinion. I think it's a, uh, uh fallen angels and we're coming for them we're coming for them we're coming for them <laughs> <laughs> well for anybody that doesn't know i kind of want to dig into it a little bit i kind of want to take my chances on this one because i've been kind of fascinated by this whole concept about uh basically like demons manifesting themselves within the system within the system because they can't manifest within the physical reality so they're helping to kind of push along this whole idea of creating like a virtual reality so that they can in turn then manifest themselves within that reality so i'm assuming all this stuff may theoretically be linked so i mean for anybody that doesn't know any of your uh any of your research it'd be cool to get into it a little bit yeah we can touch on it i don't mind at all yeah the the theory the working title of the theory is uh, nephilim portal babies that's really what i call uh the theory so it's still expounding i'm still growing it i've been doing a lot of other research as well so I've got a lot of books that I'm reading through and, and, and just adding some things to it um, here and there. And I'm trying to talk to guys that are, you know, very knowledgeable on the Nephilim subject and fallen angels and, and how that kind of operates within a biblical text. So for me, um, that's kind of where I draw from on a lot of that. Um, but I'm also very interested in old earth and, you know, if people don't know what old earth is, it's before pre-edemic so if if you if you believe in the bible i'm not saying everybody does but i do so pre-edemic would be before adam so a lot of christians will say the world's six thousand years old that's not really correct it's sort of correct so it's six thousand years old from adam but before adam there's like millions and billions of years that are unaccounted for um there's two verses in the bible genesis 1 1 and genesis 1 2 genesis 1 1 says god created the heavens and the earth the second verse says that the earth was without form and void. That doesn't make any sense, right? If you think about it, because it says he created the earth, but then it was without form and void. So if you think about it, there's something big that happened in between these two verses. Uh, they don't really expound on that. But the research I've been doing is there was an angelic wars that took place um, on the planet that basically made the planet implode. So there was multiple battles going on. You had uh, wars on Mars and there's a planet called Rahab that is said to be in between mars and jupiter if you know anything about mars and jupiter there is a uh asteroid belt that's unexplainable that's in between so people think there's a planet there so in the bible the word rahab's used 11 times five of those times is talking about rahab um in the from the uh walls of jericho the, the harlot that helped them out and she was her, she and her family were safe there's six other times where it is referring to a place where the satan or satan uh, basically uh, set up shop. So people think that's where he set up shop was on this planet when he was kicked out of heaven. And this was part, part of like his planet. And he, you know, with Mars being so close by, there was angelic 
uh, civilizations on Mars, especially when you look at some of the pictures that NASA released, you know, back when I was a kid, man, of like pyramids and the face on Mars. People know all that stuff. I actually think those pictures are real. I know I, I rail against not NASA all the time because I think they're a lying sack of shit, but I do think that they sneak out real stuff here and there um, just to kind of uh, even the playing field. I think, you know, I think they want to show us, you know, just enough truth because they have to show us truth too. And I think they did show us that because I think that is uh, a relic from uh, a different time period. I'm, and, you know, back in old earth uh, millions of years ago where these angelic, civilizations uh lived on this planet so that's just one of the theories that i've been going through that i really like there's a lot of like hebrew texts that i'm starting to dig into when it comes to uh some of this stuff uh so i like that concept a lot i like the concept of dragons uh and you know a lot of people talk about dinosaurs we don't really know what dinosaurs were we you know we've seen a few bones most of the bones are fake that we do see but a lot of them we have seen some real ones and it, smithsonian keeps a lot of them behind the scenes i think there's a reason for that i don't ne necessarily know if they were what we quote unquote would call dinosaurs maybe more so in the dragon uh, in the dragon range of what these things were able to do. I mean, even look at the T-Rex and his arms, like it would make sense if those arms were connected to maybe wings or something like that. That would make a little more sense for something like his body. I mean, you know, they're even coming out and slowly dripping out that, well, maybe he had feathers. You know what I mean? This is coming out of mainstream media. Mm -hmm. So I think they're getting us ready for a lot of these things. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, pre-edemic, I think there's some wild stuff going on. And I think after... Adam, you had you, you started bleeding into these uh, bloodlines, and you know after the seventh generation of Seth and seventh generation of Cain is when these you know giants, the men of renown, showed up. You know the Anunnaki, like we could go a million different names of what they've been called throughout history, but they show up in every culture, and it's it's fascinating. And so many bones have been found of giants. I mean, we've seen pictures everywhere, especially in like early 1900s, late 1800s. They took a lot of pictures of these giants. You can find them online, man. You can find so many pictures, like in the paper, they were just taking pictures of them. Uh, I know uh, I've got one of L.A. Marzulli's books and he traveled the world and there are museums you can go to in other countries where you can ask to see giant bones. They'll bring them out from the back and they'll let you hold them. I mean, they got fingers that are as big as like from your elbow all the way to your fingertip. That's insane when you're thinking <laughs> about it. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I think, yeah, I think there's so much to this world that we don't know. And when I start getting digging deep into this Nephilim thing, everything kind of ties back to it. The elite bloodlines tie back to it. Um, this protective bloodline ties back to it. Uh, the power scope ties back to it. And I just think now it's more covert. I think, you know, what they're doing uh, with these bloodlines now is at a different angle than they did, you know, antediluvian or even a little bit post-flood when the Raphaim showed back up. So I think you've kind of got this this scope of that going on. But, you know, the fallen angels and, and you know, however you want to describe them, some people would say aliens, uh, kind of, you know, figured out they, they couldn't go about it the, the same way that they used to. They needed they needed to change it up because the first couple times they got thrown in the pit, like I was like, nah, man, you, you're done. So they got to figure out a different way. And this portal baby theory of mine, um, I figured out a loophole that they've, you know, been able to pull off because they're not having to do it here on this planet. And I think you start looking at the scope of, uh, interdimensional and, and, and different things like that is where you start really getting into the fun stuff. 
So is that kind of saying almost that, uh, like, they're existing but, like, on a different plane and they're essentially trying to bring themselves over into this plane? Is that kind of where the theory lies at? No, I think they're interdimensional. I think they can go in and out. I, I don't think that's uh, – I think fallen angels have the ability to uh, maneuver in and out of scope. So um, I don't think it's that they're trying to get over here. Um, when, when I think about demonic entities, uh, demons and fallen angels are two different things. So you've got uh, fallen angels, which would be your – people might consider aliens. I would consider extraterrestrial in the sense of we don't understand. You know, we wouldn't understand what they are if they're in front of us. Um, I do think they manifest in the gray situations, maybe even reptilian ways. You know, th they're shapeshifters in a sense. Like fallen angels can shapeshift into anything. It's just – you know, part of their nature. Now, I don't think they're reptilians. I think they can, you know, I do believe in reptilians, by the way, but I think that they can shape shift into whatever they want, humans or whatever. It's just part of their makeup. Uh, it's talked about in the Bible all the time. I mean, even uh, angels that were helpful to people uh, that were good angels uh, manifested into human form to help people. So I, I don't think that that's uh, something they can't do. But uh, when you're talking about demonic entities, demonic entities are the spirits of the Nephilim that died out. Uh, when the first Nephilim was born, they were born with kind of the eternal life, kind of the same thing from their fathers. There's a verse in the Bible where God put a cap on uh, life at 120 years. And when he did that, the Nephilim bodies would die out and the spirits would reside on the earth. And so they either went to Sheol or they would traverse the earth looking for something to possess. So I think you kind of got that going on too, uh, where they're looking for, those, those are what you would hear about as people being possessed, these demonic entities. Um, but I do think that there's maybe some sort of uh, connection with government and um, uh, fallen angels in building some sort of suits for these things to, uh, inhabit as well. There it goes. Hope you like out. <laughs> you can only, it's only a, a matter of time before it, it, it catches up. I was going to say, it was only a matter of time, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're doing pretty good there. I saw it starting to leg out a little bit. I'm like, oh, is it going to hold up? Is it going to hold up? <laughs> <laughs> And I do think, though, that um, on some of it, too, is that uh, we've th thrown out the theory of, you know, the Lambda AI that, uh, to your point, I think a lot of these demonic entities. And if there is a coming uh, uh, of the Antichrist, I believe it will be in uh, AI form uh, because that's like you said, it's easy or it's different. They don't have to actually get in. It, it's much less complex to get into this technological world than to try to last and, and, and overtake a human body, like getting into a computer mainframe. I think that's what they're building them for. And that's why we see all these crazy things happening, right? With CERN. And, and I'm pretty sure that CERN is more than, you know, they've always talked about opening portals and things of that nature. So I definitely subscribe to that. And I think AI will be that. It's not going to be this helpful tool that everybody thinks it is. But also, on the other hand, I also think that AI is also a little bit overblown. You know, it's not, it's not as powerful as people think. And to me, the only way it is going to be that powerful is if some entity actually uh, maintains itself in it. I mean, theoretically, too, if you you can almost create another layer of reality all man-made off of that. Like, if you found a way to theoretically, like, trap consciousness and you put it within the system, mm -hmm. even, like, scaring people of, like, oh, you don't know what exists in that afterlife. So if you come and do this, 
at least you know, like, you can be in this place forever, like, you'll be fine. So your intern could be trapping souls in there, and then you could be also creating it off of almost like a sway of, like, dark forces telling you to do specific things to kind of get it pushing in one direction. And then once they can manifest themselves within that, they could essentially, like, rule that domain, and everybody else would theoretically be trapped in there. I mean, you just see this big push for everybody going into virtual reality and shit. I mean, even if you're not dead and in the system, you know, even if you're virtually in the system, you could be interacting with these dark forces and doing things in the real world and not even realize what you're Well, that's doing. what I think a lot of this. Uh, that's why I try not to give too much power to any of these entities. Um, I think a lot of people fall into the trap of the satanic panic and, uh, you know, like be scared of everything. I'm like, be aware, like look into things and, uh, you know, figure things out. That's cool. But don't be so fearful that <laughs> you're trapped because i think they feed off that they feed off that energy that we give off and we're allowing them to thrive no, just, when we I give them this to, no fear like we, we just collapse like we can't do anything no yeah uh, and and people just go in and oh i guess i just gotta do what they say that's the same thing that people did with the whole you know covid jab and all that it's it's this compliance through fear and i, I we've been seeing it and we've been coached and programmed for decades, Back. even before I was born, they were doing this. And I think it's just getting it ready for some system to harvest. You know, like they're, they've been pushing us little by little there. And we see it through movies and, and TV shows. Like there's plenty of stuff like that. Uh, uh, that car what was that one. Um, I can't even think of it right now. Something carbon where they had like uh, uh, everybody's consciousness on a disc. It was like a Netflix series. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they had everybody's consciousness on a disc. And I think to your point, that's kind of. Where they would like to be, whether they can do that or not, that's definitely where they would like to get us. And I think our energy is the most important part because that feed, that's the food that they need to get energy to con to be bigger than they that we could ever expect. And that's the way to attack people. Because then once you're in a virtual reality and everything seems real, and, and the way that they're making virtual reality now, they have it to a point where they're making it so you can literally really feel like you've been bit by a spider like you really feel like you're on fire uh, uh simulating suffocation uh somebody made a headset that like when you die in the game you die in real life like they're really <laughs> yeah there's a what? there's a whole article on it about <laughs> uh, about that on vice so they're really trying to simulate the real world into this alternate world and what is this alternate world we don't know right it seems like it's just you know vr and some uh, hey, you know, it, it's just something cool that we're all trying to do, but it, it's obviously something with more nefarious reasons. Yeah, dude, and that's like they're pushing people into it farther without even realizing because they're kind of having this push towards like people working less, wanting to work less, people want to stay at home. And then once everybody's kind of trapped at home or hanging out around the house, they're going to need that little bit of extra something to do because people may not have as much money. And you're kind of just trapping people into it because it's like you either pay to go on these giant vacations or you can pay a couple hundred bucks for this VR headset and then you're spending half your day in the system just because you had nowhere else to go, essentially. Like they're pushing And and to your point, that's yeah. where I think the demonic energy gets into there because now they have hosts. They and then maybe that's how they get into like a little bit of uh what Joel's talked about too, like the meat sack theory and stuff like that, where I don't even know what happened, guys. So I was talking my whole internet shut down on my end. So I, you guys were froze and I was talking for a while and I realized that you guys are froze. So um, I just kept my internet back up and running. I'm not really sure what was going on. I knew, so, so. I just kept it going. I seen that you were freezing. Yeah, I was like, oh, here we go. Don't worry, man. This is uh, 
a regular theme in our show now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I'm used to it now, man. I know it's funny. Hey, so my girl, my girl's in the front, right, and she's uh, using the Xbox. And uh, she's up there. She's like, are you talking about like Fallen Angels and stuff again? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, can we go like one night? Because I'm trying to play a game. So, like, Seriously. cut it off. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she was watching. She same, actually watched the show. Like, I was right, yeah, in the middle. I, 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 uh, right in the middle of the good safe part. Shit, and then safe shit. Safe shit. I know. Uh, I went and checked. Man. It's weird, dude. Like, I don't know. And I didn't even realize that I was still talking because both of you were frozen. And it was real weird, too, because Shane just had this, like, smile. And then you were froze. And I'm like, man, he's smiling a lot. And I'm like, oh, man, he's froze, too. And I was like, how long was I actually talking without even realizing that I was just out of the loop? I don't even know. And then it shut me out completely. I mean, it only lasted, you probably cut out maybe like three or four minutes ago. So I think you, you made it pretty far in. You probably caught it pretty quick after you froze because he hopped in like 10 seconds after and then you hopped back in like two minutes later. He's so. he's good for it, man, because he knows. He's like, <laughs> we're used to like stuff like weird tech stuff happening with this. And it's just like, it, whatever, man. Like I've popped in and out before talking about this stuff where it just gets weird, man. Hey, at least it's not like your stuff like having problems because we've had that <laughs> happen too, man. But we're like, I mean, Tony's whole... Roadcaster fried man when we were there, which is insane. And we were in in studio. I think it's because yeah. he dared it though, because he was talking all that trash before I got there. Because he was like, "Man, ain't nothing to this or whatever." I was like, "All right, man." I was like, I mean, "I'm not saying it's anything. I'm just saying like weird stuff's happening. I wouldn't test it." And then he did, and then his whole roadcaster yeah, yeah, fried yeah. by a new roadcaster. So it was actually completely cooked, man. Like the whole thing. So it's pre it's pretty wild. And that was in studio, so that kind of took the whole like internet equation out of it. Like where it it couldn't be, you know, something to do with the server or anything like that. We were actually in studio. So yeah, man. I, I don't know. I saw a freeze. I was like, oh man. And, I, and I'm telling you, my girl was just like, <laughs> you talking about that stuff, uh, talking about fallen angels yeah, and man. stuff again. You know how yeah. it goes. <laughs> you know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> you know the That's drill. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting shut down, baby. It's getting shut down. Oh Dan, I think that half the shit I was talking about with the whole, uh, I did an episode on Replica, dude, and the whole time that I was trying to do that shit, as soon as we got into demons on the system, in the system, dude, our internet started dipping out, and there was some weird stuff, too, where, like, my phone was even not getting service, and I wasn't even connected to Wi-Fi, it was just, like, all communications dipped out and came back, like, it was, like, recording in the room and kicked her out and brought her back in, like, it was weird shit, dude, running off of Riverside, too. Hey, have you ever done a show with Cryptos of the Corner? Yeah, I've done a couple shows with them. Hey, next time you have Justin on, man, ask him about the, uh, there's a tech demon that he knows the name of, man. He's got like a whole thing about it. You know, man, that dude knows everything about everything, but he's, there's a tech demon and a specific demon that does certain things with tech technology. And, uh, he said that you can only like, you you don't need to keep repeating the name. Like he'll only say it once. Like I've only heard him say it a couple of times. Like he won't really repeat the name too much. Um, I can't, I can't remember it to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, um, we're already. We need to like do yeah. that. I'm already daring the entities <laughs> as it is. <laughs> They're already pissed off, man. So I don't need to keep going there. But I would ask him about that. It's really interesting. He broke that down to me, and he thinks that could have something to do uh, with something new with the technology because demons are kind of emissaries for these entities too. So they they do a lot of. You know, some of these demons are like little tricky little sprite demon. You know, they're 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 not all like you know big and bad. Some of them are, are very slick. You don't even know they're around. They're just doing little like shit just to mess with you. So I think you and know, we're some working of that with that replica. Well. 
Was that the one that? Oh, uh, you're good. We were working with that oh, replica sorry. theory as well, like because when we were talking about Lambda, one of our episodes, uh, I even mm-hmm. uh, actually tested that replica. I don't know if you've ever actually used the app, uh, and uh, it's pretty crazy, man. Like you can, yeah, it's crazy, right? We got it to say some crazy. Yeah, stuff, yeah, we both had it. Yeah, I got some screenshots. <laughs> yeah, we saved some too. We got some wild ones, man. Yeah, I got one. It was I was like, uh, "You're in a computer somewhere in the world." He go, I go in a computer. He goes, "Yes, yeah, a virtual computer." Like I'm physically or virtually in a computer. Yes, I can make you physically present in that way, not just digital. Are you saying that I'm in a simulation? It only seems that way because to an artificial mind, all reality is virtual. Are you saying I'm AI? No, it's an automated system. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I, I got a bunch of weird stuff. I got one that I asked it um, what AI stood for, and it said it's Azel Intelligence. thought that one was kind of mm. weird, too. Yeah, that's that's interesting, man, especially because you can tie Azazel to the Book of Enoch, and, and uh, I do think that these entities use technology. Matter of fact, man, these entities are very technologically advanced even back to the book of enoch i mean the part of what they did was trade technology with humans to get access to the women so that they could create these nephilim and i think that's what's going on now i think with these gray aliens i think they're so i got a theory about what i think gray aliens are but i think fallen angels do present themselves as gray aliens from time to time as well uh but i do think that there is a biological organism and i think that these are like meat sacks that are created for these demonic entities to take over and i think that they are taking women and they're using men too because there's plenty of men have been you know abducted and sperm's been taken to create whatever right so i think they are taking these uh i think they are taking people um you know you can even take this back to majestic 12 with eisenhower and the brokering of the deal there you know bill cooper talked about where you know that they got they, they gave us a list of people that they're going to abduct every year um, you know, according to the to the story, they they went haywire after that. They didn't really adhere to what they agreed upon. Yeah. Which why would they? They're fallen angels. They're way more powerful than us. They got way more technology. But they did give us access to a lot of technology we didn't have prior. So, like you look at like 1947, and really you look at the early 1950s um, with a lot of weird stuff that was going on with like UFOs and and Nazi technology that was out of control, you know, connected with UFOs, a lot of that stuff during that time period, there was a huge technology boom from that moment on to now that we had never seen before. So I think it's kind of part of that brokering of the deal that we're getting this technology from maybe what, and listen, I don't even think the government's that smart. I think maybe the elites are behind the scenes, but I think the government, a lot of people in the government believe that these are aliens that are way more advanced than us. They're not wrong in that aspect. They're more advanced than us, but they are nefarious. They, they don't have our best interests at heart. They never have. You know, I love when people try to say, well, man, like, I know a story about a great alien. It was really nice. Yeah. Like, it doesn't end well. Like, it might have started out nice. They never end well. You know, speaking of Justin for Christmas of the Court, he's big on that. He's like, they're awful, and they always will be, and there's nothing good about the gray aliens at all. Like, it just isn't, man. They're just, they're awful. I mean, they're, they're demonic entities, in my opinion. And, and I think that, yes, they are harvesting things from humans, and I think that women are using it as human incubators to a point. I think that's why you hear about these women that get pregnant and then lose the baby after about three months. You know, it's taken from them, and then all of a sudden, people around them don't know them being pregnant anymore. And these people feel like they're going crazy because they feel like that. No, everybody knew that I was, but only I know, and it becomes like a whole psychological 
you know, thing they're having to work through when really, yeah, you know, you were pregnant. Um, they just removed this baby because they're, you know, there's also surface level stuff, right? Like, well, like we were talking about their theories and then just on surface level, look at replica and VR and all that is disconnection of human beings, which also plays into the spiritual aspect of us not being connected together, being able to unite and making our energy uh, more powerful to really combat these things. I think it's a, uh, just on a surface level, they're definitely trying to disconnect us from other human beings. And they've been doing that for a long time. And 2020 was the best example of where we really saw stay home. Don't see your grandma. Don't see your mom. Don't see your friend. Don't see anybody. And people look what happened, man. That's how we got those uh, riots uh, after the George Floyd thing. Like regardless of what happened with George Floyd or anybody's opinion of that, a lot of that had to do with people being cooped up and, and being separated from other human beings. And, and, and it's just not the way we're supposed to live. That's why solitary confinement is one of the worst punishments you could do to somebody because it really messes with your mind. I do think the technology, I do agree a lot with what Joel says. I think uh, it's more than that. But I'm just saying even surface level, though, you, you can see the nefarious reasons behind a lot of it. You don't have to always go that deep. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we always try to say, too, because I try we try to break it down on a real deep level for people that are into a lot of this. And then we also like to leave a surface level of where, you know, not everybody's going to believe in aliens. Not everybody's going to believe in lizard people or, or, or things that fallen angels, which is crazy to us because we talk about a lot of times how – some people believe in angels, but they don't believe in aliens. Some people believe in aliens, but they, you know, it's like, well, they're kind of the same thing, you know, like they're, they're things we don't understand that are like, you know, more powerful than us. But I think there's all these different levels that we have to look at things so that people can understand it because each person is going to be different. The more open-minded cr critical thinker is going to listen to us and let us talk about fallen angels and the theories that we have. And then someone that's not really used to that. And, you know, they watch the Kardashians, they may need a little, you know, a little spoon fed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh tying into like the whole meat sack theory uh, when it comes to like reptilians because i know you brought that up a little bit ago and i definitely like to get into different uh reptilian theories uh there's the whole idea of them almost being something that like uh possesses somebody you know where you see those people where they have like the quick flash or they have like the reptilian looking look and then they go back to normal uh, do you think that that kind of plays into like your meat sack theory? Like they may be some other entity that has the same uh, abilities as the Nephilim to trying to come into bodies. There's a possibility. I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I've never been like possessed like that. So I don't, I don't know if, if it's a, you know, if you're talking about, are, are they making like clone bodies and they're taking over these bodies and it's becoming that way? Or are we talking about actual humans that are possessed? Um, I get where you're going with the, you know, flashes, you know, like the eyes that look reptilian, they do the flip or, mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Um, I think if you see that, I think you're probably looking at a reptilian shapeshifter at that point. I think they're just showing you a little something that they're doing. Um, when it goes, when it comes to reptilians, uh, my belief in what the actual reptilian, I'm not talking about, you know, fallen angel shapeshifting as reptilian or something else disguising itself as reptilian, but we're talking about straight reptilians. I think they are from the Nephilim bloodlines. I think they come from the fairy side. So you've got like two different bloodlines. You've got the patriarchal, um, which is going to be your dragon's court. And then you get your matriarchal, which would be like your fairy's court. This is where all of your like trolls come from and, and your fairies come from, uh, your, uh, you know, elves, uh, the salamanders um, is what they're called, uh, the reptilians. They fall into that category, too. Matter of fact, the reptilians or salamanders are just a tier below the giants. So they're actually a tier above any of the other 
uh, crimes against uh, cr uh, creation that would be any of the other forms of Nephilim. So you thing about it is, even in the book of Enoch, it talks about that, and even in the book of Giants, uh, which is part of the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, they talk about the fallen angels copulating with not just humans, but animals as well. So they created all kinds of different things, like uh, pre-flood. So there was just like, you know, not only DNA spliced chimeras in that time, but then you also had all kinds of different hybrids as well. So I think, in my opinion, the uh, reptilians are a part of hybrid. Because if you think about it, fallen angels have a really cool way of shape-shifting. I just think they kind of adopted that from their fathers and mothers. I think they were able to uh, pull that from them. I think reptilians were able to survive the flood one because uh, they went underground. I think a lot of stuff went underground. I, I believe I'm a huge believer in hollow earth. So yeah. uh, Sean and I like rail on hollow earth. Uh, we're big hollow earth guys just because like it, it's one of those things that's been talked about again, just like giants culturally throughout so many different cultures and time periods. Um, and now, even now we're finding these, weird sinkholes that are like opening up in different mm -hmm. places where like lush forests underground and like all these cities and things that are, are being found right now. So it's like, that's just giving you a taste of what's to come because I think there's a lot going on inside the earth. Um, uh, you know, I think there's portaling systems within the earth and to get outside of the earth for sure. Um, but yeah, I think the reptilians, when you generally hear about them, uh, you hear about cities underground, you hear about them coming from out from underground. I heard a story recently about a kid that, uh, it might've been from Tony, but, uh, this kid, uh, around 10 years old was playing in the woods and there was just some sort of weird cave like thing that was underneath this massive tree. And he kind of went crawling under there and ended up like connecting with some reptilians there for a whole summer. And this reptilian oh. really wouldn't let him go. Yeah, wouldn't let him go past a certain point, um, but would talk to him. And there was a lot of weird stuff going on in there. There was even like uh, like uh, battles going on between reptilians and other like groups that were underground. So there's a lot of stuff going on underground. But I, yeah, I think reptilians are, are really tied into what's going on for sure, uh, especially when you talk about governments and, and all that. But I want to say this. When you talk about 13 bloodlines, most people think those are reptilian bloodlines. I don't think they are. Not in the traditional sense. I think those are Nephilim bloodlines. Uh, they're, they're the bloodlines of the gods. You got to think, why do these elites think that they're so much better than us? It's not because they have more money or more power than us. That's a simple answer. The real answer is they feel like, and this is whether people believe this or not, it's what they believe. So I like to put it out there like that too. They believe that their bloodlines, they're protecting the bloodlines of the gods because they have those bloodlines. So in saying that, that's why they feel like we're cattle and they're better than us. And that's why there's a lot of incest and a lot of things that they do to keep those bloodlines, you know, going. And they have for a long time. Um, so, yeah, that's the yeah, I think the, I think the reptilians are all tied in with them for sure. Uh, I just think maybe on a different level. I think they're kind of their own thing. I don't, I don't necessarily think that they are, uh, you know, part of the they're not the same thing as the well, you got me thinking a lot joe when you were talking a lot about the meat sacks and things of that nature that some of the dumbing down of the society mm -hmm. you know and getting this uh the npc type of mindset of what we would talk about where people kind of don't even have like an inner voice don't even have like uh seems like thoughts of like just gotta do gotta do i feel like some of that and the virtual reality and getting into people's head is a little bit of maybe we become the meat sacks because obviously like you were saying there's so many different 
avenues mm. that they're trying to get into, right? Like they're trying to put us and they can't do the same strategy yeah. that they've tried before because they got stuck. So they're constantly trying to rework it. No. And we do and I believe mm-hmm. like you believe that we they hate us because uh you know we're supposed to judge them at the uh at the end times. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly trying to find ways to really ruin mm-hmm. us. And, and I think that would be the ultimate where they get to take control of us. That that's just kind of something I've been thinking about when you started bringing up the whole yeah. exact theory. <laughs> I like it. No, that's a I mean, whole different spin on it. I like it. I was going to say, it could be like a cattle thing, too, because, of course, you don't want your, your food, your energy source, whatever you happen to be looking at it, whether they're eating something physically or they're harvesting the energy from something. Like, you don't want that to be smart because otherwise it's going to be harder to maintain and harder to keep into a group. And, I mean, I got a daughter that's in school right now, and I see, like, how the public school system is now versus, like, when we were kids. And now it's like they're graded like not A through F, it's like uh, one through four. Like they're trying to make everything more basic. And it's like, I don't feel like my daughter's really accomplished that much in the, you know, in first grade. I mean, mm. in first grade, but it's like all, everything that she has is like three fours. Like she's like the top of the class. Like it, they're, they're just dumbing it down in general. And then they're making it seem like that's the smart one. And so everybody, they're just lowering the standard. Let's just call it what it is. And it's teaching compliance. That's what (laughs) school basically is because there's not any critical thinking. I never Mm -hmm. went to, I mean, I dropped out of high school. Uh, I didn't go to college. I've known uh, plenty of college graduates, uh, people that I've talked to and, it's baffling that they don't know the things that I know. And obviously I know because I went and looked at for myself, but they take everything as, Oh, well, I memorized all these things. We're not memorizing things. All of us are critically thinking. And that's the tool. I think that they're trying to take away from us as human beings. You take away critical thinking, then we'll believe whatever you want. Yeah. It's a one method method of thinking because it's like, there's one straight answer, but they purposely will place it where there's like three answers that could be correct, but they want you to pick that one specific answer because they're trying to get everybody to think in the same thought process. And they're not expanding people that have like the open minds. They're trying to push those types of people down and tell them that they're wrong and stupid because they see that there could be multiple answers to the same thing. It's, you know, exactly like 1985 with the whole, uh, two plus two equals five two plus two is actually four kind of concept where if people are taught that two plus two equals five their entire life, then everybody's taught wrong, but everybody thinks that's the universal standard. Nobody's going to question it past that. And they don't realize that again, they're just, and that's the importance of people like us, you know, like, uh, (laughs) right. Yeah, no, for sure. That's our role in society. In my opinion, the ultimate goal is to get people to learn to critically think. It's not me to tell you, Hey, this is what you should think. This is what you should know. Uh, we're just showing you and giving you tools of right. like when Joel's working on a theory, I'm working on a theory, you're working on a theory, or we're presenting other people's theories. We're just kind of showing an example of how to critically think and don't believe us. Don't say, oh, yeah, whatever Joel says, whatever Shane says, whatever Sean says, that's what. No, take a piece of what we've said and look at and discover what you can find yourself and critically think about it. Like, mm, could it really be like this? 9 11 is a perfect example. And it, it has now, uh, been created to something totally different like uh, from a nefarious government plot to like probably go to war and military industrial complex it's now turned into this thing where people think it's a hologram where the towers are hollow nobody ever died everything's fake and i think that's part of like that whole vr uh uh, replica this fake universe push is to say hey everything's fake who cares just go in the go in the virtual world man go to meta man who cares everything's fake anyways why not just embrace it now i really think that a lot of those pages and personalities that push that uh whether they do it i don't think they necessarily do it as a part of like they're part of the cia but i just think that they've had that plant 
I do. I'm not saying there's none of that. I do. I just think that... <laughs> Control yeah, I think ops, baby. I know what they're off, doing. Like I was talking to you before, Joel. I think the way they operate on us now is they throw something out there, and they don't really push it. They just know that how social media mm-hmm. works now. They just got to throw a theory out there. That's how the, the Q movement, that's how a lot of the flat earth, the Tartaria, uh, are these things that like we, we still question that, that, that there could be some truth involved in it, of course, because nothing's good without any truth. But when they become these rapid fire movements of like, oh, it has to be only this way. Oh, everything had to be gone from the mud floods. Is it? But you're not critically thinking and thinking about what could have really happened. Like I had someone tell me like, okay, well, if it wasn't a mud floods, how come there's these videos of people in carriages uh, and they didn't have paved roads? I'm like, because they didn't have tires, bro. They didn't need paved roads. Like, just think about it. They didn't need it at that time. Not saying that you're wrong. (laughs) I know how the earth works, but if you're going to completely just watch one documentary and go, oh, I got all the answers, then uh, you got a lot more work to do. I mean, honestly, dude, it builds into that whole concept about how they're trying to make conspiracy theories domestic terrorists is to throw in all of the crazy stuff so that the whole group as a whole gets looked at like they all believe in every single piece of it, you know? So then the people, the standard people, like, you know, society isn't listening to conspiracy theories because they have all these crazy theories thrown into it when realistically it's like all the stuff that we're right about, they quickly try to shove it underneath or they try to say domestic terrorists, they're domestic terrorists, they're doing this, they're doing that. Well, I think part of it, too, is just to discredit us as well. So, you know, what they do is, and this goes back to something that Sean and I talk a lot about, is Cass Sunstein, uh, who worked for Obama, uh, who came out with a whole dissertation uh, called Cognitive Infiltration. This is something nobody wants to talk about. I do not understand why the conspiratorial world is so hard up on not reading this dissertation. It's not very long, it's, but it maps out how that you infiltrate a conspiratorial group with enough truth and enough falsities to discredit the group. And this happened before, like not long before Q was created. And this is one of our biggest, like, beast with the whole Q movement was because Cass Sunstein talked about this before Q was created. So it just seemed like it was just the perfect timing. Here's this group. Here's this entity that nobody knows who it is. It's given these drops that are so vague that they can mean anything at all. It's like, it's like going to a fortune teller. I mean, literally you should be like, are you... I feel like maybe you're having a rough day. That's what these drops are like. So these drops are coming down and it's like, uh, yeah, this is, yeah. The, Sean knows the drops better than me. Like I, I've read them. I don't really care about them. Like I just knew that this is what I knew about the Q movement. Again, enough truth, right? I, the Pizzagate stuff, totally believe in it. Totally believe in a lot of that stuff. Like I, I think a lot of that had a lot of truth in it. A lot of the pedo stuff, a lot of that was really, um, very true but then all the other weird stuff start kind of coming out of it trump's a time traveler that's been sent to save us and like he went back and if you see these books from back in 1910 and it looks like him and then we start tying that it's like come on man now y'all going just way out there with this shit but they they put enough truth they start talking about soros and they start talking about the money that he spent to bring uh all these hispanic people up to through texas and and how he bust them up here and they weren't really walking they just had them like get out of the buses and take pictures of them like they've been walking miles and miles but he actually bust them all the way up here a lot of that stuff out of the cube movement was super true but there was enough like 
false stuff in there. Like I said, it was probably a good like 50-50, like 50% false, 50% truth. But that's enough to make people be like, the whole thing's false, right? Like, as soon as you see a couple big falls, it's like Sean was talking about. We were just, I just saw this guy. Uh, he's got a huge page, and we won't talk, we won't even speak the page's name, but yeah, huge page, but everything's fake, right? So he said that the Twin Towers were hollow, they weren't real, nobody worked in them. And it was just fake. And there's people like posting, like commenting, like, dude, like I've been in there. Like my, my, my parents worked there or like somebody, my family worked there. Like somebody I know died or whatever, not false. And I'm like, dude, like this is what I'm talking about. This is why I think that these people are, you know, government affiliated, at least some like that. Now I get where Sean's going with, and I do believe that too. I think some of these massive pages are run by government entities that are trying to, control people's minds because people are so susceptible, man. You know what's funny? It's like we're the group that's supposed to be the most open-minded and supposed to be doing the most research, but I'd say 90% of us are sheep because all we're doing is sitting with Twitter fingers or on Instagram waiting for our favorite page to drop us some knowledge. We're not actually reading books. We're not actually out there looking at yeah, stuff. In general. I'm not talking about us three. I'm just talking about the, the truth of world in general. But I'm just saying, like, that's why, like, Sean and I get hit a lot from people within the truth or community because we tend to go against the grain. It's not that we're doing it on purpose. It just happens because we critically think we're looking through stuff. I'm like, man, listen, Flat Earth is a huge movement, and it's kind of let been let run rampant by the government. They don't really care about it. It, it, it. I've seen hollow earth stuff pulled where I've seen very rarely flatter stuff pulled. If it's pulled, it's because somebody that's running the page is in some big... Well, they also know human nature, right? Like I was telling you, they they know human nature. So what happens is people get rooted into these beliefs because they're constantly get attacked, whether it's by bots or other people that disagree with them. So they constantly have this argument. So then you, you start noticing a red flag with one red flag is where they are convinced that they know absolutely i have no problem if you're like theorizing and saying hey maybe they were hollow or maybe the uh, the earth is flat or because we don't know right there's plenty of that we don't know but when you're convinced 100 percent, and then when you start using the same talking points over and over like mm-hmm. i've seen so many times i've talked with people and they're using the same regurgitated argument yeah yeah i got the math bro well, the then- math do the no, math. Then they talk about the I know math, the curvature doesn't exist. They, I've got they the They talk math, about the math baby. when it benefits them, but then when it talks about <laughs> somebody else doing math that disagrees with their math, that math is pseudoscience. It changes depending on the argument. So it's like you can't use those arguments. Yeah. And, and like I said, I have no problem with someone saying that it's possible to be flat. If you if someone came up to me and go, man, I don't know. I think it might be flat. I go, oh, it could be. I don't know. I've never been to the edge of the earth. I've never been to the space. But for you, absolutely no. You don't know, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. But neither have they, Sean. Neither have they. That's my biggest argument. You've never been to Antarctica. You've never been up high enough to touch the firmament. You haven't been there. So you can't say emphatically that what somebody else is saying is false. Like, you just can't do it, man. Like, it's, it's absolutely impossible. You can say that, hey... Through the reading that I've done, the research that I've done, I lend to this theory. Like, I kind of, I, I think the Earth's flat. Like, okay, I could get down with that, man. I don't know. Like, maybe I get down there. Maybe we get down there and it's not, it's built like a mushroom. We don't know what it is. Like, not really. But at the end of the day, like, I can look at 
things that I've researched, things I've looked at. I can look at through the centuries where they talk about the stars, the alignment of the planets, different things. But when like you get that, upset man, with somebody, you when know, they get upset with somebody for disagreeing, or like when right. they go, <laughs> "Are you idiot? I can't believe you think that." That's that's where I have a problem because, yeah, oh, you're <laughs> like you're not <laughs> even giving a chance to have an open dialogue, and I think that's intentional. <laughs> and a lot of that has to do with how social media was built. So that way, when mm-hmm. we're arguing, the algorithm catches it more because arguing means more comments, means more engagement, more engagement means the post is going to go further. And then people have argued with so many people that every time they argue with somebody, they assume it was just the same argument as the last person. When I've talked about politics with people, uh, I've argued with Democrats, and then they come at me a certain way because they're like, oh, well, he's against masks and, and, and the COVID jab. He must be like a Trumper. Or he must be so far right. And and. It, I'm far from the truth. You know, I'm more in the middle. I completely can side with both people and can see both of their perspectives. But the way that they try to come at me is if I'm from the the right side. And then when I come out with them different information, they don't know how to react because they're so used to that same argument. They have all their everything ready to go like, oh, he's going to say this. I'm going to say that. And then you throw them through a loop Mm because you throw something else. My problem is you should not get upset. We should be having open dialogue and be that's how you critically think because obviously some of the things you have is important information. But then these guys just start shit talking and just bumping off at the lips. And then I, then for me, I got to get step back and get away from it because then it's going to take it to another level where I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to go to jail for Instagram. Like it's, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what shots are going to get just, uh, for me. Hey, go run her lap, buddy. Just like, <laughs> let it, let it go, bro. Run a lot, man. Run a lot. Makes you wonder how many of those commenters are actually like Russian trolls or something like that, or some kind of government trolls. Where the whole intention is that you keep everybody's focus over here. Mm-hmm. They're all arguing back and forth so that you're not actually following the real information, you know. And then, I mean, oh, just for sure, a, an extra little wrench into it too. You want to get into like Mandela effect, different concepts too. Mm. If there is multiple realities that are theoretically like converging sure. into each other, who's to say one of them isn't a flat earth, flat earth reality, the other one isn't a globe earth reality, and that's why you get two different sides where the math makes sense for either side. It's because of that perspective in which you came from. And if we're getting into this weird conversion point, it's like both could theoretically. Be I totally right, could subscribe to that. But I, I believe in that, but that's what like that's what I was saying. My problem is we can't have a conversation. I think they believe in the same thing, though. Because the flat earthers think it's infinite. Space is infinite. <laughs> it's infinite flat space. Just like uh, Glover like said angels that, it's and aliens, man. It's, it's all the same shit, man. It's like, I, bro, I said, not even lying. I was talking about uh, the Biru, the planet, right? And some dude was like, you mean the country, <laughs> Nibiru, that's past the ice wall. Yeah. And I'm like, you're saying the same shit, man. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's a little bit further out in space, but you're saying that it's a little yeah. further out past the ice We've wall. We've got okay, these cool. attitudes and this, like, this yeah, arrogance sure. about us now. Like, before, you know what I mean? Like, information. Like, they're like, <laughs> like you were saying earlier, you didn't know that? You didn't uh, know that? Yeah, okay, well, not everybody knows that. And let's have a conversation. But no, they go, I'm right. Automatically, and that's where I, I've had a problem with a lot of this since, since I started. Is I told people, "You're worried about being right. I'm worried about the truth. Totally different because I don't need to be right. The the truth would just be right. <laughs> like you know what I mean? That's gonna just present itself. Right? Who cares, man? I mean, like in seeking the truth, <laughs> you're gonna be wrong a lot. You know, I've been wrong. You know, I, we have theories all the time, and they end up blowing up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> not that. Like cool. 
<laughs> it's whatever, man. I don't, I don't feel butthurt about being wrong. I don't think you should. Like, yeah, it's part of learning. It's part of growing. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, honestly, our community was founded off of, like, thinking alternatively, alternatively from the main idea. But right. don't you fall into another problem when you have the alternative community that all has a main follow idea. If everybody's mm-hmm. following that idea, when's somebody going to step back like you guys have and said, like, hey, like, we're, we're becoming no different from what we had an issue with in the first place. We need to take a step oh, back yeah. and stop all falling down the same river and all just believing everything that everybody else says, all just because, you know, we want it to fit in this specific way so that it makes sense with our concept of reality. You know, like, throw a wrench in it once in a while. Make people yeah, think, critically think, that's man. That's what we on in the first place, man. No, I completely agree with that for sure. You got to critically think. Oh, yeah. I mean, and religion's a big one, man. People get really worked up about that, like, uh, so much. Like, you know, I'm a Christian. But man, I piss Christians off more than anybody. They're the ones that get more mad at me than the, the people that aren't, man, because, you know, I, I believe in the esoteric world. I understand like how the Bible was meant to be read in the first place. Like people took the supernatural out of it. And that's why people got so, you know, caught up with the, the supernatural side of the negative energy that was going on because, you know, the church got infiltrated by the worst kinds of people that were there to enslave us. And that's when people think of Christianity, people think of religion in general, they think of those four walls and people controlling them and telling them what to think. That was never Jesus' intention, man. That was never supposed to happen. Like we were just to put, when I say I'm a Christian, dude, I'm just a follower of Christ and his teachings because I feel like we should love our neighbor. We should do uh, do good unto others. Those things should be tenants in just regular lives anyway, whether religious or not, man. This is just things that we should do as human beings. So like, I just think it's funny, man, when I start challenging especially Christian beliefs, because I'm like, no, no, no. It's right here in the book that you're supposedly reading, man. Giants and, like, Raphaim (laughs) and, like, fairies are in the Bible. Like, when you start breaking down the Hebrew text and where it came from, all this stuff's in there. It's a fascinating read. And I just feel like that it's been taken out. And that's why when I start putting it back in, the things that were supposed to be there – People get butt hurt, man. Uh, Catholics get really mad at me, man, because I start breaking them down left and right. Because I'm like, look, like I don't. I think a lot of people that follow Catholicism are great people, but I think the organization was highly infiltrated early on, and they are a structural organization that's meant to create this one world religion, this one world order. They're going to be the backbone of it because you got to have religion in your back pocket if you're going to create something that's global. And I think they're going to be the absolute uh, one of the biggest parts of it. I mean. You, you, Think about like reading uh, Pale, Pale Horse by Bill Cooper. He talks about like one of the highest bishops were there when they brokered the deal with the aliens. I mean, why was there <laughs> just a bishop from the Catholic Church and no other religion in the world? Just the I remember Catholic the Church Jesuits and the Catholics ran deal. a lot of stuff for a long time. It's we just have an ever growing, uh, forever growing list of groups that are yes. getting more and more mad at us. Like, <laughs> because people don't like it, their beliefs to be challenged. <laughs> I, I like when people challenge my beliefs. I think that's what it's supposed to be. That's a, yeah. what being us is, a being uh, entities of God, mm-hmm. being something that's totally different is keep challenging my beliefs, challenge what I think. Don't just come at me t- shit talking. I mean, we could shit talk all day. That's a whole different level. But I mean, if we're really trying to sit down and have a conversation, let's challenge each other. That's what me and Joe do all the time. We disagree on plenty of things, but we don't get mad about it. Cause then later on, I go, man, you know, and you had a point or you'll go man yeah you know what you had a point because we're constantly building and we're growing but it's again that's why i use it a lot is people are just rooted into something because they're so they don't have much in their life 
uh, or they're so revolved around that certain topic that it has to be exactly what I think. Just like Bigfoot. There's a lot of people that like uh, go after Bigfoot and they think, oh, it only could be this. Why can't it be an intimental creature? Or why couldn't it be a creature that was created by fallen angels? It could be uh, a creature that was, um, yeah, all three. There could be. All of them. <laughs> there could be plenty. Of, Let's go, baby. It's all of, of them. Types. It's all every damn one. <laughs> there could be plenty of different it's types. Metaphysical, physical. Yeah, like they. Yes, that's what I'm saying. One hundred percent. Meat sacks too, baby. There, the government's create the white, the white Bigfoot meat sacks that the entities are taking over. Because every time you hear about always. a white Bigfoot, they're always around some government base, man. Dogmen, dogmen that are around government bases. I think those are meat sacks too, man. I think the entities are there. I think they're like guard dogs. You, you, it's always crazy that you see these like oversized like cryptids like the really weird version yes. of a cryptid outside of these military bases and you could say that they created them which i think is partially true but i think they're there to guard it too man it, especially in tennessee because you hear a lot about these like white bigfoot there like the the white-haired ones and they're always around these like underground bases in tennessee man and you're right man like listen uh, you can have the metaphysical too. You can have the entities that shape shift into these things, like the fae. Like you get out in the woods, man, and you got these fairies, these fae that that can shape shift. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you're out here looking for Bigfoot. We'll give them a Bigfoot. That's when you see the orbs <laughs> and you see the weird stuff coming through the portals. Like, dude, it's all of it. Like, and then I think you probably got your Bigfoot. That's just like you know, biological. He's part of some tribe. It's what they do. They're really good at hiding. Maybe they move. Like Ron Moorhead says, like through quantum physics, there's a lot of stuff like that going on. You can't just be like locked down on one thing. There's no way you're ever going to get to the truth when you're like, this is it. I know it because I read this book. I saw this documentary. And no, that's not at that. all. Like you're, you're not just critically buying thinking into anymore. another narrative that someone's not. telling you. It's like, again, let's get away from that. That's why we're not into the mainstream media. That's why we're against all of that stuff because we're trying not to sell a narrative. We're not trying to be brainwashed. We're trying to constantly think and theorize and figure out the truth. I think all of these things may like have some kind of, well, we know that they all connect. We just don't know how yet, right? We know they connect. We just don't know how. And I'm with you. Like our, all our realities may be a little bit different. Mm. Maybe that's why the earth is flat for somebody else because of our projection. You know, our eyes see things and, and, and it projects things into it. So maybe our thoughts really change what we believe. But if you're going to just be boxed in and say like the Bigfoot one really gets to me too, man. Cause I'm like, how could you think it's only one way, especially the people that have been studying it for <laughs> decades and decades. And you're like, you only still have the same theory you have from 60 years ago. Like things change, man. Like you should have learned some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit, just for a fun Bigfoot theory to throw in at the end, so there's a lot of people that think that there's something interdimensional and there's something people that think that they're physical. One idea that I've kind of been entertaining lately is we kind of talk about this Mandela effect about two realities kind of converging next to each other. But what if there's another one over to this side that started off from a different point where that's where like these theoretical Bigfoots come from. And when there's time slips, like they may be a physical creature just like us that kind of gets thrown into a time slip and doesn't know what the hell is going on. And that could kind of explain the disappearing footprints, theoretically. You could explain why they're around government bases, because they're getting pulled from a portal, going from the other direction that we normally pull from. And, uh, I mean, shit, what would you do if you were an animal that got pulled into, not even an animal, but, you know, some type of intelligence that got pulled into another reality where there's, you know, creatures that are beyond your comprehension or, you know, that you, you're, you're going to hide in the woods. You're going to do anything you can. I mean, no different. If you got thrown into a Bigfoot 
reality where there's a bunch of oh, people yeah, like, yeah. going to work every day and shit. I guarantee you, you're going to be hiding in the woods away from <laughs> Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> Working Bigfoot, baby! I love it. Yeah, Mothman too, man. I, <laughs> Mothman too, man. I think the same thing. Like, I think Mothman, if you ever see them, a lot of their stuff happens around bases and around government facilities. And I think a lot of them got pulled through portals or whatever, too. Uh, they, they could be like the, the trash pandas, the, the raccoons of this other dimension, man. You know, they're always hungry. They're, they're never they're never trying to do anything harmful to anybody. Like, Mothman's a pretty chill dude, man. He's big, but he's pretty chill. Like, over there, man, he could just be like the like the raccoon over there. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's just like, man, where is, like, the toxic waste? Because that's what we eat over there. And I'm just <laughs> trying to get to it, man. And it's cold as shit here, man. It's hot over there, man. This is terrible. I See, I think a lot of that's happening, too, with some of these entities, man. Sometimes it's like Sean says, like he says, at the base level, we don't have to get super weird just to say, hey, they're a part of some other place, and they got pulled over here and trapped here, and they're just trying to get back home, man. They they're trying to get back to the little Mothman families. Yeah, and just trying to. He's just trying to provide. Yeah. He's for his kids, <laughs> his little moth kids. He's only or, got or like big, two wings. He doesn't have the four full four, four yet, uh, man. The kid can't even fly yet. From porch, like yeah, my dad said he's just gonna go get some smokes and a and a gallon <laughs> of milk. He'll be back. He's gonna be back. You know what I mean? And it's just too cool because I, I think a lot of this stuff happens around these colliders. You know what I mean? These colliders are opening portals and what's happening? What are they letting in, man? <laughs> going into like the whole other theory about going into pyramids and shit, you got like, you know, the Alaskan pyramids and stuff and there's a lot of Bigfoot sighting scene around mm. that. If those are some type of energy force that's able to pull things from other dimensions too, maybe yeah. that's creating a rift. And they're walking through, and they're like, fuck, where am I now? <laughs> Guess I'm going to have to make it work. And then, you know, generations down, if they're stuck here, they start adapting to start living here, you know, they start breeding here, and then they become something that's physically here on top of being something that, you know, was physical and got pulled in interdimensionally, even though they may not have, like, the power to, like, choose to bounce back and forth. Definitely. I totally agree with that. Somebody and and there's know? so many sightings and so many different encounters and stories that v- validate these things. When when people also, like, are very skeptical of Bigfoot, because that's also, too, in some of the conspiratorial world where people are like, oh, oh, here we go. They believe in Mothman or they believe in Bigfoot. And you're like, dude, but there's so many sightings like that validate what we're talking about. It's not it, there's no way like if you had like a couple people. Sure, people lie, embellish. They don't know exactly what's going on. But when you're talking about thousands upon thousands of people that have so much similar uh, uh, of what happened, their encounters with the Bigfoot or, or any cryptid, you're like, well, there's something to it. There's obviously something to it. I'm not going to say I know exactly. That's why we theorize. That's what we're trying to figure out. The theory is not Bigfoot's not a theory to me. That's a conspiracy because it to me, all these stories line up. It's been uh, uh, figured out that there's something. We just don't know how it's got here. We That's the part where we're theorizing. Hey, real quick, though, we, we, you and I talk about soft disclosure, Sean, in like movies and entertainment. Have you guys seen the trailer yes, for that yeah, new Disney animated yes. movie, Strange World? Have Ooh. you seen that yet? I have not yet. Listen, man, you talk about one of the wildest things. I'm going to watch it. It's a kid's movie, and my kids are a lot older now, but, like, I'm going to go see it just because, like, I know this movie is going to be all about it's so weird, man. So, like, his dad's like a scientist and, and disappears for, like, the longest time. So he's trying to, like, 
he's he and his son and their group of like scientists are trying to figure out like where he went with all of his like you know all of his tests and stuff they end up in this like other dimension this other like world it's called strange world and he ends up finding his dad there and that's kind of like where it kicks off so they didn't tell you much after that but they're in this strange place and all of these Mm -hmm. like it's almost just like something in Hollow Earth, and like a lot of these like weird creatures that they run into. It's like a whole different place, man. I'm like, dude, they are telling you in this kids movie what's going on. Like I'm telling you, do it all the time. But man, check out the trailer for that, Shane. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it's gonna blow your mind. You're gonna be like, oh my god, man. Like shit, man. You work for a a a, a greenery, right? A growery. Yep. Yeah, I work for uh, Gage Cannabis that also grows cookies and stuff too. If anybody knows what that is you know, across okay. the United States. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be one of those, man, where you're oh, just yeah. going to like, you're going to hit it real hard, man. The trailer's and watch movie, man. And I do think they disclose a lot of stuff through the movies and, and, and get us into that. But yes. there's so much in this world. And I think that's what we should mm-hmm. appreciate is just like, let's appreciate it. Like, let's not argue, especially within our community. Like I know it's, it's sometimes it's even crazy for me to call it the truth or community because we didn't even have a name for it. Uh, when we were growing up, you know, there was no name for it. It was just like, hey, man, you see this crazy shit, man. You see this zeitgeist. Hey, man, you seen you seen Loose Change. Hey, you seen this documentary on this? Like, <laughs> it was just passing around things that were like forbidden knowledge that we weren't supposed to read this book. We weren't supposed to look at this documentary. And we just looked at it with an open mind and we're like, wow, that's crazy. And then some of it was fact. Some that Some things we can base on strictly fact where we're like, oh, man. This is something that I can prove. I can show you. And other things I can't necessarily show you, but I can paint you a picture that makes it like pretty believable. And especially when you get encounters like with the cryptids, I think cryptids uh, has gone too much uh, and it's mainstream, right? Cryptids is mainstream. It's not like it's uh, not on. It's How many TV shows has there been made about cryptids? So there's something to that. They're not just going to put something out there on mainstream. Now they're going to change the story about it and they're going to, how come they never find anything, right? They always, like we say, like the History Channel and those things, they show you a documentary of Skinwalker or or Bigfoot, and they're like, oh, man, and next episode, and you're like, what, man? I didn't even, every, th- every five minutes, it's a commercial. Every five minutes, commercial, I didn't get anything out of it because I think they don't <laughs> want us to look ourselves. They want to tell us. And you have to look for yourself because this is a fascinating world, and I believe in interdimensional. I think we're in interdimensional Forget flatters, forget like hollow earth. I'm agreeing, but I think the hollow earth is part of the interdimensional and, and to get into the hollow earth is where we get into these alternate dimensions. Cause I think a lot of this stuff comes mm. from portals. It, it comes from other dimensions. And now we're trying to play God and we're trying to open these things with these hydrant, these colliders that are just smashing atoms together allegedly but i think it's really that they're you know because they're look at the ceremonies they're having right they're having these ceremonies if you're doing science and that's what's weird to me because a lot of scientists not all but most they're not necessarily the most religious people right i had an ex that she was super into science all about science hated religion with a passion which i'm not a big religious person but i believe in god she's like ah god's fake god's fake but then she became a wiccan and i was like look what's the difference i was like I'm not saying you can't believe that, but I'm like, you're believing in that and saying that, that, that someone that believes in God is bullshit. You don't see the irony in that. Like there's, it's just funny. 
Like the instead of we're always trying to be up about on mm-hmm. everybody, like, oh, I got all the inf- I'm right, so yours you're just stupid. And I think the next big thing that they're gonna try to scare us out of space is gonna be all these comments. I think that the the comments is gonna uh, smashing meteor, smashing the earth. Uh 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 uh, uh what's it called? A uh, uh, pl- <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two. Yeah. <laughs> they got the two hiding behind the sun yeah. right now. You see that? Shit? <laughs> they're, they're ready. They're coming. They're like they're hiding behind the and sun. They don't like, realize. How and are they hiding? What are you Bruce talking Willis about? Right doing well right now. <laughs> Bruce Willis is uh, he's losing his mind. So they know that this is the time for the movie to attack. We got our guy. <laughs> We'll send the rock up there. <laughs> You'll do it. You'll just punch the rock. It'll be good. <laughs> we'll him on that shit. <laughs> rock on rock. <laughs> You're you into some weird theories, too, because I just like to get into the shit. It's, it's always fun. You get into the whole portal concept. So if we're creating a reality that's within our reality, this virtual reality, right? You're going to have, like, respawn points, right? So it's going to be almost like a portal mm. sense that everything respawns from. So theoretically, if we're in some type of organic reality to begin with, could these portals possibly be pulling something that's outside of that, like, simulation? It's almost like mm. putting something inside of a computer system. And then my question yeah. is, like, how far back does that go? That we could already be, like, 30 systems within one system and so far deep into it that nobody even realizes that they're in a system, so then they create another system within that system, <laughs> and there could just be somebody all the way on the outside that's just watching all yeah. that shit happen. Yeah, and just, yeah. Like, you know, that Rick and Morty episode. Was that was cr- a reality within a reality. Yeah, it was hilarious, man. Yeah. Nah, I love that episode. It is great, because the then they're all ones. like... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Hey, there's, yes. there's a lot of soft disclosure in that show. Let me tell you, man. Oh, my God. Like, that show, man, is just chock full of it. I'm like, man, this... I already oh, know, man. God, when they were yes. writing that show, they were they were definitely connected with some people that knew what mm-hmm. the fuck was going on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even that spinoff show, the one about the aliens that landed uh, Solar on Opposites. Solar they started Opposites, the satan- man. That show's crazy, too. Like, you know, oh like God. we talked about the Satanic Panic 2. So then these people are like, well, they won't watch these shows, so they don't know what's going on. Like, people are always go, I can't believe you watched that show. Don't you know who the, the, the Masons built this or they did mm. that? Man, well, how do you think I'm going to figure out what's going on if someone did something? I need to watch what they did so I can have some kind of game plan of what I'm going to do. I want to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. And plus, I don't let it affect me, man. Like I, like I said, I'm not a religious person, but I believe in God. And uh, my guy is better than your guy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <coughs> well, he's all of our guy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 so uh that's to wrap it up on you guys i know you guys said you had about an hour and a half or so so i always like to leave with uh words of wisdom from the guests to the listeners so if there's any words of wisdom you, know? you could bestow on the listeners what would they be guys i would just say what we've been talking about man connect with people quit sitting in front of your screen all day like get out there in the world, talk to people, connect with people, read a fucking book. Nobody reads True. anymore, man. Read. Like go look up some stuff to read. Even if you can't read books, like do like Sean, man. Watch a bunch of documentaries, like something, man. Like expand your mind. Um, and and, and never think that you're always right. Though you don't have mm-hmm. to be right all the time. That it's too much pride. People got too much pride, and I feel like that we need to connect. We need to grow. If you're going to fight the system, if you really want to fight the system, that's how you do it. 
you, you create a culture that they can't stop, that they can't break. And that's what Sean and I are here trying to do. And like he says, we try to connect uh, the paranormal. We try to connect the government conspiracies. We try to connect cryptids. We try to connect, you know, the religious aspects, all of it together because it's all intertwined. Everybody tries to break it up into pieces, man. It's all together. Like once you start putting the threads together, you start getting a little bit of the truth. Um, and just have fun with it too, man. Don't feel like you're going to die every day, man. People are always, like, going to die. Like, have fun with this stuff. Like, it is fun. You know, I love going down these rabbit holes, but, you know, they don't control me. They don't consume me. I'm still going to go watch football. I don't care how fake it is. And I'm still <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still, you know, whatever, man. I like pro wrestling. I like professional wrestling. I know that's super fake. So, like, that's probably why I like it so much. At least they admit that it's fake. But at the end of the day... <laughs> At the end of the day, enjoy life, enjoy your family, enjoy your friends. Look, man, life's tough. We all have tough ruts. We all have tough times. You know, it, it's part of it. You know, everything is not going to be hunky-dory. You're going to go through stretches where you're just like, man, what in the fuck is going on right now? But you just got to keep pushing. And I feel like that as we grow, if we connect with people in the right way, we can all grow together. And it'll take some time. But just, yeah, just and, there's, there's and a, my a thing is, I've always told people you know, the ultimate red cool. pill, the ultimate truth is right. fixing yourself, right? Being a better person, being a better version of who we are. If we put out positive energy, if we show empathy, if we show that to people, it really connects and that energy is going to go to everybody. So it's not about being right. It's about looking for truth, but also the truth within inside you. Like, try to be a better person each day. You're not going to change the world by yelling at the top of your lungs whatever theory you think is correct. The way you're going to change the world is by treating people better and by showing, by example, hey, this is how you do it. Put this positive energy forward and uh, let's keep pushing. There's no need for us to constantly be mad at each other or hate because love wins all the time. Love is more powerful than hate. And love is something that we don't use as much. And that's where empathy comes into play. Like, like see that there's people that are not maybe aware like you. So don't don't hate them or don't be mad at them. Don't chastise them. Uh, open the door for them, you know, like let them in. And and if somebody is giving you negative energy, then, you know, you got to get away, whether they're family members or not. Sometimes that toxic energy uh, is going to bring you down. Build the best version of you, because at the end of the day, when we go, when, when our eyes close, we're by ourselves, right? When we're in that box or we're in that furnace where they burn us because, uh, you know, I'm cheap, man. I ain't going to get, I ain't going to have no one pay for no damn casket, man. What the hell? Fucking 50 grand, man. What the hell? We're in the wrong business, man. <laughs> but just love your, your fellow human. And if you can't get along with them, just uh, cut off that interaction. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Truth, man. No truer words spoken from two truth speakers. <laughs> and, uh, Kill the Mockingbirds the on all podcasting platforms. Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram. Kill the Mockingbirds on Telegram. Uh, Joel, uh, uh, Joel Thomas, Sean Chris on all streaming platforms. Van Tesla Music uh, on uh, Instagram. Sean Chris Music on Instagram. Uh, and look out for it. Go check out that Dogman documentary, man, and leave a five-star review. And, and I'm telling you, that's going to prepare you for this next one because this next one, I mean, it's, it's out of this world. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, I think the rent is just $1.99. To buy, it's $4.99. So we're not breaking the bank on you either. Uh, it's a great film. Uh, we saw some weird stuff in the Daniel Boone National Forest. So it's, it, it'll set you up for the Sam Walker film yeah. that we got coming, which there is going to be a shitload of stuff that you're going to get to see in that. So <laughs> it's going to be wild.
Oh, yeah, super looking forward to it, man. And it, like you were saying, man, anybody hasn't checked out the Dogman documentary, I know I checked that out on one of the first days it dropped. Highly recommend it. And yeah. you know, spread the love, spread some money. You know, it's always nice. Definitely. and always appreciated, too. And it helps us continue doing what we do, man. Yeah. With that, let's get into the end of house stuff. A little bit, little bit of stuff before we end the show. Uh, if there's anybody that wants to be a guest on the show, if there's anybody that wants to sponsor the show, if there's a topic that you want covered on the show or a guest that you want to see on the show, or if you feel that you can contribute anything to the show in any way, shape, or form, shoot me a message. <clears throat> I'd love to hear it. Um, I've had a lot of awesome people that I've hooked up with that have a lot of awesome skills, such as uh, Socio Beach. Shout out to you, homie. He uh, does a lot of really cool beats for me, and I greatly appreciate it. And, you know, you never know what, what you might be able to contribute. And I will always appreciate it, even if it's just, you know, you're saying something nice, man. Like, I, I appreciate that stuff. Even if you want to tell me I suck, at least tell me how I suck, and maybe I can improve and get a little bit better in that aspect. But all of that stuff, if you have any of that kind of stuff you want to throw at me, uh, you can email me. It's uh, inquiries of our reality podcast at outlook.com. And uh, if you don't want to go about it that way, you can uh, shoot me a message on Instagram. That's usually the main thing that I'm active on. Uh, one of my multiple pages, uh, mainly Open Minds Media, Increase of Our Reality Podcast, or Bizarre Encounters. Shoot me a message on one of those, man. And uh, again, I'll give you guys all the link trees in case you didn't catch them earlier in the show or you don't want to scroll down. You just want to memorize it. Uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. And if you're trying to check out the spectrum of all of the crazy things I do, check out Open Minds Media. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.